Hey guys, this is Zane here, back at it with another day of watching Monster House every day with friends, because I want them to. And I mean, as Casper said yesterday, I haven't been watching it with friends every day, but I'm still watching the movie itself every day, and it still counts. And um, here today I have my friend Liam, if you want to do a little intro for yourself. Uh, yeah, my name's Liam. I don't have any knowledge of animation or anything like that. But I am an English major, or a budding alcoholic, <laughs> and uh, I don't know, I, I saw a lot of gothic elements in the movie. All of that counts for something. So we'll just get like right into it, and I gotta ask who your uh, favorite characters are, or single character if you only have one, and why they're your favorite. Uh, I don't know, maybe toss up between DJ and Nebercracker. Okay. Because, uh, DJ's the hero. He's portrayed really good light. Uh, he he has the the hero's journey. <laughs> as <laughs> you kept in fucking depth. <laughs> did did you watch that one? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know. He's uh, he's kind of relatable to me, I guess. And Nebercracker, he he really just pulls the sympathy, pulls the heartstrings for you. I thought you were going to stop at the word simp there for a second, and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> no, no. I... <laughs> maybe, maybe never crack into simp. <laughs> that could be one of your podcast episodes. <laughs> but no, he's, he's got a tragic backstory, but and he's, he's a decent red herring uh, for the villain of the movie at the beginning. Yeah, that's true. Like this really shitty old man, but he's actually protecting all the children in the neighborhood and like you are the first person to pick a main character as their favorite one of their favorite characters so far oh god what have people been saying we've got two people that say bones is their favorite character um what? two people that say nebercracker is one of their favorite characters and casper's favorite character was the dad <laughs> <laughs> which is probably the most casper thing to say but yeah yeah, I, don't know, I might change mine. Mine might be the basketball. <laughs> I mean, basketball doobie. He, he's pretty good. He's like the the Wilson from a Castaway. It's the same brand. Yeah, so if you I can mean, count he really, that, he really performs whenever he's on screen. He really yeah. slam dunks the performance. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, so th that just watched you because you watched it tonight with us. It wasn't the yeah. first time you've seen the movie, right? Oh no, I watched it pretty recently. I ran into you on the bus and <laughs> talked about what movies we were watching, <laughs> and this was when you were watching Monster House every day for the first time because they were taking off Netflix. Yeah, that was last. And you told me, man, you gotta watch. <laughs> and I went home and watched it <laughs> for the first time since it came out. Like however long it came out ago yeah like 14 years ago roughly yeah geez that was an experience that uh, was way better than i remembered it makes me seem like i'm some crazed lunatic peddling this weird animated movie <laughs> on the bus to random strangers <laughs> <laughs> like man you gotta watch this oh, i haven't <laughs> seen you in a while hey have you seen monster <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's not the uh it's it's not too far off the truth but you know, I like to imagine it doesn't sound that crazy. <laughs> yeah. 
But so you did watch it as a kid. Do you remember much from watching it as a kid, or is it one of those long lost memories? Um, God, I I remember the characters looking weird, but they're really not that bad. Like I remember the animation being a lot worse for whatever reason, which doesn't make much sense because I was a child. But uh, other than that, I didn't really remember Nebercracker's whole plot line with, you know, uh, Constance. Uh, yeah, Constance and the the tragic part of it. I kind of just remember the the base outline of the story. Okay. Yeah, that seems to be the case for most people. It seems like yeah, this is a pretty non-remarkable or memorable movie in a lot of particular <laughs> ways. So, that's there okay. There wasn't anything specific that stuck with me. Yeah. And so, I guess, going off of from watching it last year, did it get any worse this time around or any better? Um, I feel like the first time I watched it, like a... A year ago or whatever since i watched it when i was a kid i had super low expectations going in and i watched it alone so i actually came out really pleased because it was, it was enjoyable it wasn't uh, there was no egregious errors or anything the animation's good actually yeah in a lot of parts uh i don't know watching it tonight it was kind of meme but yeah still really enjoyable I, I think it's a good movie. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to watching anything with friends, it always gets a little bit meme -y. But, like, yeah. there's not a whole lot... Uh, there's uh, When it comes to watching movies with friends, a lot of the meme parts come from the movie doing something super, super stupid. But there wasn't inherently <laughs> a whole lot of that with this. Like, No, yeah, this wasn't like watching a Nick Cage movie <laughs> where you kinda, your brain stops working for you <laughs> because of something the movie did. Yeah, there's... A nice amount of like consistency and yeah i mean if you aren't the stop motion it doesn't look inherently the best nowadays but i mean it works for what they did and the characters are interesting yeah, looking I mean, enough you're pretty much laughing at what you're meant to be laughing at it's yeah. there is a lot of humor in the movie yeah bailey mentioned that the yeah it was bailey he mentioned that a lot of the the out of anything in the movie that falls flat the most it's the cops and they're like really? the he thought they were some of the least funny parts of the movies except for the I, the rookie cop was pretty good funny. yeah Maybe i mean they aren't meant to be the best part because they're a uh, form of authority you know yeah <laughs> I, I mean they do be they do get eaten up pretty fast so but i mean if that's like the biggest flat part of the movie for someone that's not too too bad i gotta say so yeah it's a pretty short part of the movie mm -hmm. and not a major part yeah that's true uh were there any parts that you didn't really enjoy and wish they'd rather like take out or expand upon a little bit because the movie is like really short all things considered uh so is there a certain if you were to go back and let's say be the one to work on the film would you expand on certain parts add certain things or take a little bit out it's a, a oh, bit of a yeah. long question but yeah, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I would want to add. It's not my project or anything. Maybe... Uh, I didn't like Bones, but I don't think he should be removed or anything. 
he's just kind of sketchy and creepy. Yeah. Um. Maybe more of the of skull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's funny. He could have had a possible interaction with the house. It it's not necessary, but it could have been interesting, I suppose. Yeah. And like uh the there's a graphic novel that came out with the movie that's supposed to be sort of a prequel and that focuses on Bones and Skull. Yeah. I I don't have it and I haven't been able to find any ways to read it, but it uh, apparently goes into like them being kids and stuff and in having interactions with the house. And uh, there was I, they, they also They look kind of like DJ and Chowder respect. Oh my, they totally do. Yeah. yeah, you've got the one, like, tall, lanky, and then the one that's, like, wider. Yeah. I didn't I mean, think about that. It's a pretty basic comparison, but yeah. it's, it's there, kind of. Yeah, and then, because Skull and Bones are, they're both in a band together, even though it doesn't really seem like that's the case, but they are. Oh, yeah, I don't think that's very clear. Yeah, because uh, Z has a shirt that says Skull and Bones, and she has she was listening to their uh... music. So, I didn't even make that connection until fairly recently and doing some stupid reading, so. But, like, they don't make that really apparent in the movie at all, especially in when Z ends up with Skull at the very end. It doesn't seem like they know each yeah, other. The, the interaction they have makes it seem like Skull is nothing to Bones. Yeah. And then, I, I believe there was also supposed to be some sort of bestiary that Skull was going to have, and talk about, like, other examples of monster houses. So, there there was a there was potential that they could have expanded on a lot of stuff, but I would assume budget cuts most likely got in the way. Yeah, I don't know. Even with the idea and the the property, if you can even call it that, uh, you can expand on it easily. It, there's so many different kinds of buildings that you could make look cool if they were possessed by a human soul or mm -hmm. whatever was going on here. Yeah, so going off of that, do you think this could be a movie that would be able to be revisited today in like either a sequel type thing or a reboot in a maybe even a live action type way? Um, I don't know because I don't really know how successful it was. It was it was decently successful. I think it made on a seventy five million budget. I think it made uh, either like one hundred and twenty or one hundred and fifty million. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah, but I, I'm just not sure what the reception would be if it was announced that that was happening. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like a lot of people would not really remember the movie until it's it's shoved in their face like that. And yeah. would be like, oh my god, what the hell? Why are they making a second one of this? But I, I think there's a lot of potential for more stories. They wouldn't even have to use the same characters, really. Yeah, I... They could even, uh, since the construction working in the back lot was all to do with, uh, like, apartment buildings, it could have something to do with, like, I don't know, possessed apartment buildings or something of the sort, but, yeah. I don't know. Hard to say. Or, or use the same characters. DJ and Chowder go to college. Oh! <laughs> monster college. Monster. The whole college comes to life. <laughs> Multiple buildings. There you go. Um, let's see, what else do we got here? Oh, so mentioning that you're uh, an English major, is there any, this is a super broad question, like, uh, does this remind you specifically of any uh, pieces of literature, by any chance? I know there's probably not a lot to do with monster houses, but like, when it comes to, I don't know, maybe kids or uh, 
things that involve tragedy and uh, trauma like this might? Um, well, it just, I think it definitely falls into the gothic category, the, the theme of the gothic, uh, which, which covers a lot of stories where you could kind of, uh, make comparisons, like, it's a really weak comparison, but it's just like, uh, this is kind of a haunted house, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, it definitely counts. The haunted house very much come alive. So a, the, a classic example is Castle of Otranto, uh, which is one of the first uh, self-defined gothic novels where it's centered around this great big haunted mansion with an evil man in it. But uh, this movie kind of sub subverts and combines specific uh, gothic themes like uh the haunted house and the monster are typically two different uh entities in a gothic story yeah like you'll have the haunted house where things are shifting and changing inside of it and it's difficult to tell what's going on but at the same time you'll have some kind of monster in there too uh antagonizing our heroes but in this one the house is the monster and the haunted house which is it's pretty cool to combine things like that. Yeah, it's it is. I, I like that a lot. I never really thought about it that way. In re like in regards to like a haunted house sort of movie or a monster movie, because I, you know, usually it's kind of one or the other. And I I don't even know if I'd consider this to even be a monster movie anymore. Thinking about it, it's more of like a haunted house type movie. But yeah, I'm, it, it. She's not the house the woman constance i wouldn't call her a monster mm -hmm. but uh in a traditional sense it looks like a monster it's called monster house yeah but i would definitely think of it more like a haunted house kind of yeah because like yeah the first thing that comes to mind for me with like haunted houses is that eddie murphy movie and that's a definitely not anywhere close to this one the i think it's the <laughs> disney one or whatever that's a it's a classic if you haven't seen it i wouldn't actually recommend it but you know okay. <laughs> but that, that one has like an actual house that has ghosts in it so it's and it's yeah, i think it's based on the true. disney ride if you've ever i don't know if you've been to disneyland or not i i think i i think i've been on that ride okay uh, speaking of ghosts that's another important aspect of something that's defined as gothic uh the supernatural is a huge uh part of that definition and there's definitely ghosts in this movie oh yeah and it's proven to be ghosts so it's not anything preternatural uh it's a big ghost house mm. oh wait do you what's the difference between preternatural and supernatural oh yeah preternatural is um kind of throughout the story it appears that there are supernatural things happening and that that's the explanation that there's ghosts or uh hauntings or curses and then at the end of the story you learn that it's all um it's kind of man-made it's it's explainable by oh, okay. science or something else so uh that's also found in gothic fiction okay. but uh it can be a powerful storytelling tool kind of a twist at the end but 
there's other ways to do twists, such as Nebercracker not being the villain, mm -hmm. which is interesting. And like, yeah, I guess if you went into this movie totally blind and didn't watch any of the trailers or something, you'd probably right off the bat think Nebercracker's it and like he's the bad guy. But then it's hard nowadays not knowing how a lot of movies go and that the house is actually like alive. So I wonder what, it, like watching the movie for the very first time was little knowledge, how that would go. Yeah, I, I think he's definitely presented as a red herring for the audience to think that uh, I don't know, he's the big contender. But it's interesting because uh, I noticed at the start of the movie the the house is shown as pretty foreboding, it's contrasting all the surrounding landscape, and it's the first uh, antagonistic presence that the audience is subjected to. Mm -hmm. And then you're subjected to Nebercracker in the house as kind of a villainous character. So you are presented uh, the house as an antagonistic presence before you're presented Nebercracker. Oh, I never thought about that. Which <laughs> that... I might be looking too far. No, no, they, they, it's totally true, though. Like, the girl getting stuck on the lawn and the house itself, like, in the establishing shot and stuff is, like, there and very drastic. Yeah. So and Nebercracker it... was never meant to be the villain. Well, yeah. he's... he's presented that way but yeah i think watching the movie for the first time uh might be surprised by the house it's kind of schlocky in a sense but it is a kid's movie so yeah do you think they did a, a good job of mixing trying to make it like a family friendly animated kids movie as well as trying to be horror at the same time or is it way too leaning towards one side for it to be even considered a horror um that's a good question. I I don't think I'd consider it a horror. Uh, I think it's a good children's horror, which is a weird split in trying to find the horror. Yeah, genre. it's like two opposite ends of like, if you're putting yeah. like movies on a spectrum where you have kids on one side and horror on the other side and everything sort of fits in between, action maybe is down the middle, then like two totally opposite things that are somehow like they try and connect. Yeah, the only things that are, like, kind of frightening are they do dive into the uncanny valley, their their facial expressions, where it's very close to human, yeah. but it, it's slightly off. Mostly when they're uh, emoting in an exaggerated manner. Yeah. Like, I noticed when Bones was laughing... He <laughs> yeah, that it is a little scary, right. especially because they they don't give everyone perfect teeth. Yeah, yeah, interesting decision. Uh, realistic, I suppose. Mm. Does ne Nevercracker's got like none? Oh yeah, Nevercracker's needs a new dental plan or something. But I don't think I'd constitute it as as horror. I guess I think it's a good horror for for really young kids. I guess mm -hmm. it could it could be horror. An introduction to horror, possibly. Yeah, because I, I don't remember being scared seeing it as a kid, because I think I, I did see it in theaters. But pretty much, if you're, like, scouring any reviews and stuff online, a lot of people are like, man, I don't remember it being this dark and kind of creepy. So. There's definitely dark themes. Yeah. Especially, God, Constance's skeleton. Yeah. 
actually just straight up showing her like entire dead body in the basement is yeah. a big surprise. Incredibly dark. I mean, we think the main character has has killed some old man at the beginning. It's it's definitely not uh, what you would immediately think of as child friendly, but at the same time, uh, it is presented as as safe for kids to watch. Obviously. Yeah. And then, so, quickly, uh, I know you mentioned, like, not knowing a whole lot about animation, but they do a lot of really interesting, like, camera techniques, as they would yeah, in, like, other movies. They, yeah, it's like they're, they're treating it like they're shooting with actual cameras, which is really cool. And I had no idea how they actually did it until I watched the behind the scenes, but the software that they use, they, like, place a camera there, and then they have, uh, like, a tool thing that has the same buttons and everything as if you're using an actual film camera so they in a sense actually used a real camera to record within this whole rendered environment which is really cool wow yeah i'm not well versed at all in cinematography or animation but they there was a couple of cool shots to me like uh from the reflection of the ambulance uh driving away you see DJ looking in. That just, it felt kind of outside the realm of what animated movies do or mm. used to do, maybe. Uh, maybe they've stepped more into that realm. Yeah, I haven't actually, but, like, this is one of the few animated movies that I paid a bunch of attention to. So, <laughs> for all I know, it's probably done a whole lot. But for, I think, 2006, uh, being, I think, this, I think is still the first and only motion-captured animation movie that follows a totally original script. So... But... They did a good job. I, I still haven't looked at what the actors looked like in real life when they did it. They looked pretty close to everyone yeah. here. Which is surprising. I don't think I knew it was mocap until this year. Yeah, they, they did motion capture and then actually had real clay models that they've based all the 3d models off of so they could get everything to look right but they ultimately motion captured and then just skinned it onto like the skeletons but they did wow. it's pretty involved for what i would have expected but i think it works out in the end i don't know if i have a feeling polar express might have been mocapped but that movie falls a little steeper into uncanny valley than this one does i think oh yeah the characters look really good for a lot of the movie there are just moments where uh they don't look as great i think uh z elizabeth mm. is the least consistently good uh looking character in that yeah. sense for whatever reason yeah and I, she's I, I, she's I, also the pretty much the character that looks one-to-one -one with what the uh, actor looked like which is kind of funny Really? Yeah. I feel kind of bad saying that. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Jake Gyllenhaal's sister, Ma Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, uh But, which, me also, being so one-to-one -one translated, it doesn't look nearly as good and falls into Uncanny Valley that way. But with every other character, they exaggerated features, and that worked out really well. And actually, like, made them look a lot more cartoony. So, it worked with everyone else, but they just kind of didn't do it with her for some reason. Ah, strange. But they absolutely nailed the look of the house and everything. 
like every every single shot with the house is actually like really good in my opinion yeah, at least the house's movements are incredible even the inside of the house is interesting with the anatomy the the windows the eyes somehow being able to look inside of itself i, yeah. I, I can look past that <laughs> but everything i mean it's got legs and arms and uh supposed digestive system yeah i'm not entirely uh, sure how it works the liquid or acid or whatever only really showed up when the uvula was uh disturbed mm -hmm. they did fall like where they fell it didn't i don't know if it's I don't think, like, it totally all actually fits together if you realistically put it in a place. And oh, I don't yeah, know where, like, like, the people get eaten and end up, but we're yeah. looking a little bit into it. So. <laughs> the people seem to disappear somewhere. But not totally sure where. But I, I like, especially, um, talking about inside the house, the colors. As When, like, the house is alive, th like, the greens and yellows and stuff actually look really cool. The lighting is really good for like the yeah, time it's pretty dynamic i mean it doesn't look flat or anything like that it looks like it's very much there with the characters and then so we're, we're getting pretty close to the uh the end here but so i will get into uh what your final review for this would be like you can rate it out of like 10 or like i don't know However you want to, your own re review scheme might be. Okay, um... I, th uh, I don't know, should I, I... I don't... I kind of want to just give it a 10 out of 10. 10 I mean, you're 10 totally 10 okay with that. <laughs> 10 out of 10 plus... Uh, I think it's safe to say that the gothic theme claims this movie over anything else. I mean, there's gothic horror, gothic humor. Yeah. It kind of, uh, it can claim pretty much any piece of film or literature if you try hard enough with definitions. Yeah, like I, I kind of had to try really hard to fit this into the hero's journey. So if you try hard enough, anything's possible. It just works. <laughs> exactly. And then, yeah, um, I think 10 out of 10 movie. 10 out of 10 movie? Okay. Yeah. I can, I can respect that. Uh, and then, alright. The hardest question to ask anyone on the spot. Uh, what are some of your favorite movies? Some of my favorite movies? Yeah. Uh, Doesn't have to be just one. It can be like three or five or whatever comes off the, the top of the head. Okay. Uh, Patterson. Uh, I think it's called Ghost Story. Casey Affleck as the fucking ghost. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't think of anything else quick enough, but that's yeah, okay. Those are three, three really good. good movies. Just it gives you a gives you a feel for stuff that you like, because I've got a wide variety of people saying a lot of wide different stuff that have enjoyed the movie. So, yeah, got a wide audience. Those movies. They're all, right. all pretty slow, but. That's okay. I mean, when you have a movie like this that's like an hour and a half and ramps up within the last 10 minutes of the movie, it's nice to have something that plays out for a little bit longer. Yeah. Alright, so that's we're pretty much at the end of it. 
did you have any last words you wanted to say? Uh, thanks for having me, and thanks for bringing Monster House back into all of our lives. <laughs> the real Monster House was within us the whole time. Exactly. Alright, so we'll call it there. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you so much for coming on, Liam. I know it's been a long time coming, and I kind of am squeezing in people at the getting a little bit close to the end here, but I'm getting at everyone I can. So I hope you had fun uh, discussing this movie a little bit more in depth than maybe it should be, but it still counts. That's great. Keep it up. <laughs> Perfect. All right. I'll see you guys.